Very touching. Very touching. Thank you, Gap Band. Well, church, let us do this. Let us anchor our hearts in the Word of God now as we move into a time of prayer. I'm going to ask that you read along with me. So, uh, this would be uh, 1 John 3, uh, verse 1. If you would, let us read these words responsibly as we prepare our hearts for prayer. Please join me. See how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us his children, and that is what we are. Amen and amen. Let us go to the Lord in prayer this morning, church, and as we do, let us place our hearts into your loving care. O loving God, it is you who gave life and breath to everyone in our world, and in you alone can we find life, breath, and meaning for ourselves and for our world. For those who have been blessed with an awareness of your mothering care, who have looked to you for guidance and nurture, we give you thanks. We pray that you would unite us within your family to be a nurturing influence on others, that they too may enjoy life, within your family. For those who hunger and thirst, who are lost and alone, who yearn to be given new direction, new hope, and new life, we pray that you would care for them through us. Let us be seen and known as your faithful children in this community of faith to which you have given birth. Help us to uphold your name by acting as Jesus, our brother, in faithfulness and trust in you. Gather us, O Lord, as we lift to you the needs we bring to you this day in silence. For we know this as your word gives it to us. Under the shadow of your wings we find refuge, O God. In your gentle care we find our home. And in your living spirit we are united this day, O Lord, as we offer to you our prayers in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior. For we, Lord, are thankful for our mothers and for the women who mothered us, cared for us, loved us, forgave us, and equipped us for what we needed for life. We offer our thanks unto our mothers. Lord, we ask this in Jesus' powerful name, who gave us the Lord's Prayer, praying together now, church. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen and amen. Church, I am turning now to the first letter of John, the third chapter, verses 1 through 3. The title of this particular passage is God is Love. 
living as the children of God. Hear now these words. Lord, I ask your blessing upon this, your word, and the proclamation of it for the body of Christ this day. Amen. See how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us his children, and that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. Dear friends, we are already God's children, but he has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. But we don't know that we will be like him, for we will see him as he really is. And all who have this eager expectation will keep themselves pure, just as he is pure. Church, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen. So church, I, I would like for you to uh, imagine something with me just for uh, a moment. Uh, imagine, uh, if you would, uh, an older clergyman uh, sitting down and reflecting on his life in ministry. He's pinning it out. Uh, he's telling uh, the soon-to-be reader about his experiences as a pastor. Uh, he's sharing his heart uh, and his very soul, uh, the high moments, the low moments, and everything in between. Of course, he's sharing some theology. He's sharing some God talk about the love of God, the love of neighbor, and what goes on uh, in the church. I, I want you to imagine that for a moment because we're going to put the Apostle John in that clergyman's space for a moment. This is the Apostle John reflecting about ministry in the latter part of his ministerial years. You see, John is speaking to us in these very short three letters, which I would refer to as teaching letters. He's teaching the person of faith. He's teaching the body of Christ about the love of God, about the love of neighbor. And here's something else he's teaching about, about the heresy that is in the church, the things that you need to be aware of that are not of Jesus Christ. He is teaching the church about these very things. And that is where the Apostle John is for us this day. You know, if, if you wanted to look at it another way, John is basically saying this. He's speaking of the truth versus the lie that is in the world. Now, let me go back to the Word of God and explain myself. Let's speak of, firstly the truth, what the truth is, biblically speaking. Hear it again, verse 1, chapter 3. See how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us his children, and that is what we are. You see, church, the truth is this, 
that God loves us unconditionally, okay, without strings attached. As a matter of fact, he uses language that connects us to how much God truly loves us. He even calls us, John says, children. That means that this relationship that God has with the people of faith, with the people who believe in him, is not some kind of surface level relationship. It goes much deeper than that. It's a love from God that comes from God firstly, and then is shed upon and showered upon his people. And he calls us children because he loves us. So let's clarify that real quickly. Now, let's speak of the lie that you and I, quite honestly, hear each and every day. Let me go now to 1B. Here it is. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. You see, what John is saying is, because the world does not know God and God's love, then the world distorts this idea of God's love. It muddies up the waters, if you will. And you better believe that the enemy absolutely knows that the world does not understand God. So the world will, in fact, pervert, listen to me, pervert the understanding of God for his own benefit. That is what the devil will do, you see, pervert the understanding of love so that our own understanding of love becomes more about a box you have to check, criteria that you have to meet, hoops that you have to jump through instead of a solid biblical understanding that God loves us unconditionally without strings attached. Let me explain myself, church. Ladies, listen to what I'm about to say. This is what the world says in order for you to have love and acceptance showered upon you. You have to be skinny. You have to be beautiful. You have to be perfect, and you have to be wrapped up in a nice little pink bow in order for you to be loved and accepted. Guys, listen to me. In order for you to jump through hoops and check a little box for you to be loved and accepted, that means that you have to worship the work idol. That means that you have to present yourself as knowing it all. That means that you have to never, ever, listen to me, never, ever, ever, never, ever, okay? That's how important this is. Never, ever show your sensitive side or tell someone that you don't know the answer. Because if you do, you are then damned. You see what I'm getting at, church? The world preaches this gospel that if you sell your soul 
you will be loved and accepted. Meanwhile, the word of God, which is the truth, says, I love you unconditionally. Why? Because you are mine. Did you hear that? You are a child of God. You are valuable in the eyes of God because you are loved. There's a big difference, you see. The truth versus the lie. So I'm going to put this on your heart this day. Something for you to pray about something for you to talk about. Moms, instill this wisdom to your kiddos this day. And it's this. Given the fact that the world preaches a lie to us that only makes us insecure, sensitive, as though we are walking on eggshells, telling ourselves that we're no good and not fit, to live in this world, how might we keep then our hearts and our minds pure? How might we keep our spirits pure when the world constantly is bombarding us with garbage? Let's go to the Word of God to find out. Let me pick up with verse 2 and 3 here of chapter 3. Listen to this very carefully. John says this, Dear friends, we are already God's children, but he has not yet shown us what, what we will be like when Christ appears. But we do know that we will be like him. Did you hear that? For we will see him as he really is, and all who have this eager expectation will keep themselves pure just as he is pure. So how might we keep ourselves pure? Here it is, church. Look on the screen. Refer to the screen. We must always, because we are being bombarded with garbage constantly, and we are sensitive and we are insecure, we must keep ourselves anchored to what is eternal and what is truth. I'm going to post these scriptures, okay, this afternoon along with our worship service, okay? So you will have it, so you will constantly put your eyes to it because you need this truth fed to you every day because we get too much of a lie constantly, church. Hear this, Psalm 119.9, pay attention to this. How can a young person, how can our grads stay pure? Listen to this, by obeying the word of God. John 13, 34 and 35, so now I am giving you a new commandment. Listen to this, parents. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Parents, grandparents, friends, we can instill that into the next generation because we are losing that. Let's go to the next one. James 1, 22 and 24 here. 
But don't just listen to God's word. You must do. You see, be doers of the word. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the world and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in the mirror. You see yourself. What do you do? You walk away and forget what you look like. That is absolutely tragic if that is what happens. But that is the way that the world is going. 1 John 5, 3, loving God means keeping his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. Here's my point, church. Given the fact that you and I are hounded, hustled, and bombarded with lies every day, we must root ourselves always in the Word of God and keep His commandments. You know what that will do? Listen to me. That will enable you and I to be more like Jesus Christ and less about the world, less looking and being like the world and more like Christ. Let me finish with this story. Let me take you back to 1934. In 1934, there was someone of the royal family named Edward. Edward was a young royal. He felt led to go and visit some veterans that were terribly wounded from World War I. He was told that there were 37 of these men that fought in World War I. He felt very led to go see them, and that's exactly what he did. He goes to each and every soldier. He shakes their hand. He thanks them for their service, and he tells every one of them, you will never, ever be forgotten. But here's what Edward notices, that there were seven that were not shown to him. So Edward leans over to the head nurse and he says, nurse, these are not all of the soldiers. Head nurse says, well, sir, we didn't want to upset you because those seven are badly maimed and disfigured. Edward says, I'm going to see him. So he goes into the next room and there they are. But he's keeping count, you see. He thanks these soldiers he says that they will never be forgotten, and he spent some time just talking to them and praying over them. But you see, he's keeping count, and there was one left that Edward was not allowed to see. Again, Edward tells the head nurse, hey, thank you for letting me see these soldiers, but there's one more. I'm keeping count. Head nurse says, well, sir, the reason why we didn't let you see this one soldier is because he's blind, he's maimed, and he's horribly disfigured. And we didn't want you to see him and make you upset. Edward, being the man that he was, says, let me see him. So they walk Edward into this room. Hear me. He walks into this room, and he smells death. Okay? He walks to this broken soldier. This soldier is blind. He's maimed. 
And before his war experience, he was a good-looking man, but he's looking at this man now, and he is in absolute horror. Edward begins to weep profusely. He leans over this broken soldier, and here's what he does. He stoops down, and he reverently kisses the man's face. You see, church, what I'm getting at here is there was one who came long before you and I who stooped much lower and kissed a much uglier thing, and that is the guilt and the sin that you and I carry each and every day, and that's only being fed by the lie that the enemy and the world feed upon us and hurl at us each and every day. But the biblical truth is God says, I love you unconditionally, and I love you so much I'm willing to sacrifice my one and only son, so that you might be freed from your captivity or using more language that you and I hear so that you might have your chains broken and unshackled so that you can know abundant life in Jesus Christ. Church, that is the biblical truth that can get us through a dark day, a dark night of the soul. That is the very biblical truth that we need to know in our heart of hearts and share with one another. Because otherwise, we're just going to be filled with dread and darkness that will keep us down and keep us out. Let us know the love of God and share it with all. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Apostle John, he knew ministry. He knew life. He knew what brokenness was. He knew what freedom was. He knew what biblical truth was. And he knew the lie. The lie that he was fed the lie that we are fed, the lie that just keeps us sensitive, insecure, and defeated on the inside. We might be able to hide it and be able to share with the world with having a mask on that we're okay, but inside we're hurting and we're broken. And a lot of that is the lie that is so fed to us every day. Lord Jesus, I pray on this Mother's Day that we feed not on the world, but on your living, holy, and redeeming gospel this day, and on the commands that Jesus our Savior gave us. They can lead us toward freedom, and that is what we all seek and need for our lives. Bless these wonderful people. Bless our grads. Bless our mothers this day, and we ask this in the powerful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen.